Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is podcast from the past the postcard podcast this is the program where i invite guests to revisit picture postcards that they've kept and together we try to understand what it was that made us hold on to these particular cardboard oblongs usually as you probably know each time i welcome to the studio two guests and it's their postcards that lead us to a pattern of memories mysteries and stories but we've reached the end of the third series of podcasts from the past um, around 50 episodes now, if you add them all up. Um, so this program is the podcast equivalent of a postcard multi-view, one of those cards that show various views of the place where you bought the postcard. And we'll be revisiting conversations with a few of the guests from across this third series. I'm Tom Jackson, and today the first class guests we'll be featuring include the writer A.L. Kennedy, actor Justin Edwards, comedian Marek Larwood. We'll be hearing from historian Toby Matthew and an expert on seaside photography, uh, Professor Karen Shepherdson. And as these programmes are conversations, there'll be some other voices in the mix too. We'll start in Margate with a show we did live at the Turner Contemporary as part of the Margate Bookie 2019. And my guests were Professor Karen Shepherdson and Scott Pack. Scott and Karen, hello, and welcome to Podcast from the Past. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Now, Dr. Karen Shepherdson is a photographer, curator, and writer. Specifically, uh, she's reader in photography at Canterbury Christchurch University, where she directs SEAS photography, SEAS photography, photography. Um, yes. which we're going to hear a bit more about later on. Um, but it is a collection of seaside photography, so very appropriate for us today. Um, and she also co-directs the Centre for Research on Communities and Cultures. Um, many of you here today uh, will have seen the fruits of Karen's work uh, right here in the Turner Contemporary, in the wonderful seaside photographed uh, exhibition earlier this year uh, that she co-curated with Val Williams. Now, Karen, you come here today yes. with a CT12 postmark, is that right? Yes, I think that is right. Is that Ramsgate CT12? I'm not sure. Maybe somebody... Yes, it is. I think CT12 is Ramsgate. But... And why, why Ramsgate? What's that to you? Well, it's more than Ramsgate, actually. It's, it's the Isle of Thanet. Uh, I'm, you know, it just runs through my marrow. I've lived here all of my life, and um, 
I was speaking to somebody earlier that referred to himself as, um, uh, in many years past, I hasten to add, but as a, as a denier of having lived on oh. the Isle of Thanet. Um, <laughs> Uh, and sometimes it's been referred to as the Isle of the Dead, or from Thanatos, Isle of the Dead. <laughs> and I had to uh, reassure him that he hadn't been the only one. And, um, and I used to find the fact that I had been not only born but bred, never left. I desperately, you know, wanted to be able to do something glamorous like live in London. I had felt a sense of shame. And then I rediscovered my my love of this place, um, you know, through a ver- variety of ways, but really predominantly through telling a lie. I told a lie. I lied about the fact that I had lived elsewhere. <laughs> and, um, and I can't even say that I was very young when I did that. So um, I had to really go and sit in a room and think about why I told such a silly lie. And from that, actually, I, I found a love for So here. now you can celebrate that continuity. I can. Very yes. good. Um, before we discover the postcards that Scott and Karen have brought along to share with us all, uh, I'll give you a couple of quick cards of mine. Um, of course, these are postcards from the past star cards, like I do on Twitter, an old card from which I've selected just a bit of the message. Um, so let's start with this card. This is a view of um, Hunsett Mill uh, in Norfolk, the Norfolk Broads. Norfolk Broads, very popular place for sending postcards. Um, we have had... Two great catastrophes. One, my pants went overboard into the water. And two, Aunt Pearl's hat did the same. The hat we rescued, the pants we could not and did not. So, um, it's a, uh, that's a nice story, really. Uh, one more of these quickly. Um, this is a card of uh, the Devil's Chimney. A beachy head. There you go, beachy head. Uh, a very nice picture. It's a rather abstract view. And the bit of the message that amused me was, um, the hotel and waiters are nice, but there is no one my age. Hope your hamster is well. <laughs> um, now, here in the room, uh, the cards we're discussing are being shown on a screen, hence people's responses. Um, at home, they should be popping up on your device, depending on how you're listening. Uh, but you can also go to the show notes uh, on the blog, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, and see that we are not making this up. Now, Scott and Karen, you've been kind enough to come to a gallery today with some postcards of your own. Uh, Karen, let's start with you. OK, let's do it. Can you tell me about the first card you've brought along? And that oh, is. right. Oh, that one. <laughs> OK. OK. Now, this is appropriate for a seaside. It's a seaside... Comic Seaside postcard. Yes, you'll see that I always remain close to home. This isn't, uh, this isn't sort of typical of the postcards that I would normally uh, select and certainly uh, not buy, but I'm quite interested in them. It's by, it's by Dudley. Um, but I do collect um, postcards that have seaside photographers on and how photographers have been sort of repeatedly depicted, both as male, uh, predominantly, on postcards... And also in this particular way of, um, well, let's say slightly uh, sleazy. Um, just a bit. And, yeah, just a bit. And, um, and sort of sex not far away from the, the conversation, as it were. So, yes, I chose this, but I chose it not, not really because of the front. I'd really rather it have had a different seaside uh, photographer on it because it's uh, about him changing his film. And you've got the empty reel of film just in the corner by Dudley's name. Which is, of course, a piece of history now in itself. Absolutely, but could be mistaken for some sort of strange phallus. Should I show us the back? If you flick over to the back, there's a there's a 
um, a story there that kind of links to this notion of the filmmaker or the film film um, being produced. And this is to Mr and Mrs Paul Taylor, and I think it's Paul and Remy. Uh, and it's uh, saying that, um, well, I think it's Ross, but it could be Rose. I don't know. What do you think, Tom? Well, the, think S, it... the two S's are very different, aren't they? They are, so I'm not really quite sure of the gender of the they've sender. Ma- they've made a very good effort on the rest of the writing. Exactly. Something goes uh, a little bit more ambiguous and maybe anonymous when we get down to the name. But I just really love, I love the message because it, it stays true to this notion of the, the filmmaker and, again, something that could be quite dark and uh, rather sordid because... We can see... Uh, can, we we... Read, can we read it, yeah. listeners? Um, last time round. So I think that that would suggest that was the last postcard that they would be sending. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, um, I'll be knocking on your door late Friday 25th, and I think this is from 1963, October 1963, about the same time as before. Do you think Keith could hire, borrow, steal a car from Franklin's so I can get to EG's at Saffron Walden? I've shot off another 150 to 200 feet of film, hence the appropriate card. Oh, so clearly an amateur filmmaker, 100 foot, 200 foot of film that they clearly want processing. And, of course, the ambiguity of that is what, what's on that film. And, uh, yes, it just sort of tickled my uh, intrigue, really. Um, and, uh, you know, linked to that seaside, I think it's been sent from Plymouth, yes, the hotel in Plymouth. It was one of the ones that, um, A, really shows how men are being portrayed as photographers at the seaside. And uh, whilst that can be seen as quite jovial, um, I think that actually the seaside remains a very difficult place to be a man with a camera. Um, so I think that men with cameras at the seaside are often really beginning to feel uh, under threat themselves and as to be seen in a particular way. Well, uh, I think that when we go back even further, the man with the camera is being seen as you know, a peeping Tom or oh, okay. a voyeur. Um, and uh, you'll see some of the other, uh, from the other selections that I've made that they are seen in a particularly negative light. So you, you, well, well, we'll see the next card in a moment, but you're mm. suggesting that that's a problem for the male photographer that they might be perceived badly the, the, the contrary view that it might be seen as a titillating notion that you can become a legitimised voyeur that's a very good point and I think that that was actually part and parcel of this that it was um, all good sport um, and of course it offers an opportunity to show something that's titillating uh, in terms of the um, the young man or the man here changing uh, on this the picture film. I rather like the, the, the couple on the other side of the groin who are, could not be more shocked if they tried. Yes, yes. Their eyes are literally popping out. Yeah, and again, in terms of their shapes, this is absolutely typifies what we see in these, photo, uh, in these postcards, these sketch postcards, that people are either very, very thin um, or hourglass if it's a, a, a woman of a certain age, and then uh, adults of a certain age are either incredibly thin, thin or very, very large, uh, and that becomes part of the comic uh, element of it too. So, voyeurism, keeping with the the theme of voyeurism, we have an earlier card with a voyeuristic uh, look, I think. Let me just get to that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I love this one. I really love this. Here's Terry Thomas, really, isn't it? You know, (laughs) those of us old enough to know Terry Thomas. But it's actually a German card. No message on it, unfortunately. So it hadn't been used, so an unused uh, one. Um, And this uh, cad with his large shoes and thin legs... And, of course, his Bellows camera um, about to pounce on what appears to be 
this uh, woman about to change behind the bathing hut in this Ger- at this German resort. She's made a bit of a mess of, a, of being modest, really, hasn't she? <laughs> Given that it appears that her buttocks are pointing out. But, yes. Um, but all may, may not be as it seems. All may not be as it seems, and so there's a wonderful th- reveal. I've got my thumb on the clicker, go and here we go. It, Tom, and here we have the illusion. So the postcard is what I find as wonderful illusion. In actual fact, from the turn of the century, there's lots of these cards that play with this expectation that you're going to see something, I, I think, at the time we would refer to it as being somewhat saucy. Certainly. Yes, certainly. Uh, and then, of course, we are frustrated by, or oh, find comic, the, um, the reveal or the revelation. Imagine and I, the bitter disappointment. Great <laughs> disappointment. You receive this card, you see the buttons. This is my moment. And then, and then we uh, get this reader, this, the thinker. The, the thinker in, I think these are called a, a Strandkorp. Uh, these beautiful wicker Strandkorp. Am I oh, saying yes, yes, they're yes. a German beautiful wicker? Yes. I'd like one of these because they, I've they protect. I've them in Poland. They're really nice. Yeah, and they protect you a little bit from the wind. So you know, Margate, we do tend to get a bit of a northeasterly from time to time. So I think this is, uh, yeah, just really. I love the beautiful reveal, and it's beautifully uh, sketched and painted. I. I I think it's a, a lovely object in its own. I think it would be very, life. very hard to find one of these that have been sent through the post. I think they were designed as playful souvenirs, don't you think? I, I agree. I think that it would struggle to go through the post because I think it would be damaged. So I think if it was sold, I wonder if it was actually sold originally with an envelope yes. as well. So I hope and you it don't would think double us... weight, wouldn't it? So the post might not like it. Yeah, yes. I hope you don't think I was cheating by including it because when we look at it, you know, in terms of its um, size and shape, you know, I mean, it's yes, absolutely... Here, here's the real thing. You can show yeah. us the reveal, yes, actually, so Brace yourselves. And then <laughs> here we go. Oh, what a here disappointment. A seaside card with a surprise at Margate. Two guests who threw themselves into the podcast with personal, funny postcard stories were a pair of our finest, funniest comic actors, Carrie Ad Lloyd and Justin Edwards. When they came to the studio, Justin revealed his secret passion. I collect beer mats because oh, I've got small children, I don't get out much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just, how, when, what, why, how did this start? I don't know. Um, I've always liked them. They're, as you say, they're sort of ephemeral pub things. And I had a, in the, the village where I grew up in, had a very interesting and unique pub that was sort of, we spent most of our time in from about <laughs> the age of 14 onwards. And only closed down about sort of seven years ago. The landlord and landlady finally both died and the whole thing was then sold off by the brewer and it's now luxury housing. Um, but it was an extraordinary sort of pub. And they had uh, they were owned by a particular brewery and uh, they had particular beer mats. And I don't know why, I just sort of bought some nostalgically on eBay. And I go, oh, this reminds me of sitting in that pub when I was <laughs> 16 and the world seemed sort of sprawled ahead of you. Uh, and then there was buying more and more beer mats because it turns out they're very cheap to collect because you can sort of right. go on eBay and buy 500 assorted beer mats <laughs> for about... wife must two, love that. Absolutely love it. <laughs> for about 2 99 So she may not up. share that excitement no. with the postman comes. And you sort of sift comes. through yeah. them and it's likely you sort of put them out. Oh, look at that. Well, then you find Wonderful. some just ridiculous things. That's amazing. Oh, there's a one from 1972 and here's a weird one from the sort of World Cup 1966. And then here's a rubbish one from Foster's one from two years. I don't want that one. You know, it's kind of... <laughs> and I don't collect them. I then got into... Um, I sort of spoke to the beer mat collecting society who are very, and people are very very strict and rigid about collecting like stamps and you have to sort of frame mm. them in certain things and, no, that wow. one and I just kind of go no I'll put all the ones that I like the look of in this frame and all the ones that yeah. are sort of 
I've got a great collection of just ludicrous soft drinks like cherry brandy ones and baby sham <laughs> ones, and they were, and some of them I just really love the artwork, and so I'm a bit. It is a random. piece of popular art, though, isn't it? And yeah, you, you're, you're some, sort of um, there's some curating kind of, it and saving yeah, it. There's some, so, yeah, I like to think about that. My wife doesn't. Think I've <laughs> so I managed to, yeah, I've had, sort of downsized them slightly. Mm, but mm. they kind of, you know, they they gather. So I've been framing. So anyway, but this is, um, I, they, there are postcard beer mats, and I've brought a couple ah, with me. So we're, uh, wow, we're combining the two worlds yeah. here. This is fantastic. So this is Across the beams. Yeah, you'd have found this on your... <laughs> In your pub, you'll put your pint there, you turn it over, and it's a postcard wow. on the back. And you think, ah, I'll write to someone from the pub, <laughs> sprawl over it. I don't know where you get it, where, you. You, where you'd get a stamp in a pub, maybe they, yeah. they sold them, and then you'd forget about it and leave it there in the toilets, I imagine. So I don't imagine <laughs> ever got sent, but it's, yeah. But this one, um, in particular, Whitbread Trophy Bitter, it's like uh, Donald McGill saucy see kind of postcard, but really, have a look, it's really badly drawn. Oh my god. And Slightly, badly printed as yeah, well, and, and slightly awful. Is this, um, this from the seventies? We think it's mid seventies, and it's um, and it's a, one of a collection from what's the? It says what brewery it is on the back. So Whitbread Trophy Bitter, big enough to satisfy your beer buds, and this was their slogan. I assume they turned the camera. <laughs> mm, big enough, that's good. Your, whatever your beer buds are, whether they're it's some like kind of nodule, yeah. Taste buds, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it must be. Yeah, and so the whole series is based on these. Red-nosed men satisfying their beer buds and bucks, and this is a sort of particularly weirdly drawn bucks and bar. She maybe, does look well, does which she? Which <laughs> looks like she's got some terrible affliction, sort of skin. Uh, rosacea, a lot of rosacea yeah, going on. Saying, there. I think your beer buds have been satisfied enough, boys. Your warning lights have come, as in their noses are so red, they're wow. so paralytically drunk. Wow. She seems delighted by that, you know. But it's really, um, it's the, it's the kind of thing you see on Edwardian <laughs> so cards. Weird. It's yeah. so old-fashioned. Yeah, it really. But it's weird because it's like. The implication isn't like, oh, you've had a good time. It's like, you were all so wasted. Yeah, Your faces yes. are yeah. literally glowing You're, red. Uh, the blood vessels in your nose have burst, burst to the extent I think you should go home. Yay! So, so, <laughs> in fact, maybe you would be allowed to use that now because it's actually a health warning. Yeah, You're right. not allowed to show people having a particularly good no. time yeah. with alcohol, that's yeah. the rule, but but to show them getting ill, maybe that's yeah. actually yeah. a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I'm a buxom bar, but it should be a very severe amount of throwing them out of the pub or sort of, you know. <laughs> yeah, how weird. Anyway, it's a slightly strange, but it remains unsent. Yes. Um, and I but, suppose one thing about these cards is I never quite know what the protocol is about stealing, mm, um, taking beer mats. Beer mats. Yeah, it's I mean, a very. I, I like to try and do that, particularly when you're abroad. Oh, that'd be nice. Ooh, I'd never do anything with it. Yeah. yeah, but obviously this was you were meant to steal it. Yeah, and this one was I meant to. I think you go. can steal. I used to work in a pub, and the idea is that they're paper and they're just yeah. going to get very wet. So I don't they're, think they're meant to be there. And also they're slightly yeah. pointless, aren't they? They don't really protect. No, the table they don't from do anything. Beer. They don't do I anything. think they genuinely but give they're, they're, people something to do with. Yeah, and then you can tear them up and you can flip them and do things, but they are also. Solid advertising. There were lot, there are lots of weird ones in my collection for um, games and competitions, uh, whereby I collect these. You know, this is a series or whatever, and you're supposed to collect them all. So imagine you were encouraged uh, to sort of stick them in your yeah. pocket at the end of the night, or come back from another six drinks. Well, there's yeah. lots of cigarette and crisp ones, so oh, you yeah, would sort of, of be drinking oh, and just staring <laughs> consistently. <laughs> must have, have crisp. Must have nuts. So I'm sure that, and there's some really good ones that advertise. I'm going to go on about this too. We've advertised pies as well. I've got a whole series oh, of wow. Oh, that's a nice pies one. you can buy in the pub. You know, there's ones that have been under it in a kind of glass case, mouldering for days. Yeah. And when you get drunk enough, you just look at your beer mat and go, that's a good idea. I better have one of them. You just wave the beer mat at the bar. Ah. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. So you, beer mats that you could send as postcards is a, yeah. is a, is a genre. It's not just, this isn't a one-off. No, no, there's, there's, there's quite, I've got one other one here, which was slightly more modern. I'm going to be reading glasses. That's Han Stefan, which is another Welsh, oh, as, as we know it well. As we obviously. know, we know it well. 
Okay, and post. So uh, that's the Welsh word for correspondent, so I won't pronounce. And that's the Welsh word for address. Goodness. Um, and that's how you say enjoying a pint of Buckley. I'm not going to read any of these out in Welsh because it would be offensive. Uh, enjoying a pint of Buckley's. So this is, yeah, again, you're encouraged to write to these people and go, here I am in a pub enjoying this pint of thing and here's some information about the, the place I'm in. So I mean, it's well, a, very, a bit more it's functional, functional Yeah, it? it's a functional postcard. It fulfills all the kind of yeah, postcard remit. Yeah, like a remit. postcard. And hopefully your friend will receive that and go, gosh, Buckley's traditional ales. I'd better have a go on this. What a, what a lovely outdoors holiday you're yes. having. Yeah, yeah. How healthy you are. <laughs> and these are slightly smaller than postcards because they're... They have to be, yeah. Because if they were, yeah, regular... Yeah, they look bigger than beer mats, though, don't they? Yeah, because like, they're slightly, slightly more. Yeah, I have got some, I think, which are the regular, mm. the beer mat size. But you wouldn't be able to get much on it by the time you put a stamp on and... Well, yeah. especially the Welsh one. Yeah, no, they, they, <laughs> because they've had to translate the evidence yeah. on there twice. If you tried to use a fountain pen on these, they would go. They would be like blotting oh, paper, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Horrible. They're, they're designed to soak up in your beer. That's true. Consider that. That's literally their job. Yeah. You need a quality biro. You need a quality biro mm. with yeah. a steady hand. Or, or in those <laughs> days, maybe a rollerball. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. The latest pencil. Thing. This is probably why they didn't really work as a <laughs> as an idea. Though. But if you're going to have something, why not pretend that it has another function? It's quite a nice idea. People love things that. Appear to have two functions. Yeah, there's other beer machines. You know, there are part that are part of um, sort of almost mosaics. So you have to collect them all and stick them all together to make the oh, um, picture of uh, some beer. A pie. <laughs> yeah, it's a massive pie. <laughs> Pies, pubs, and postcards. This really is the good stuff. Now, back in October, I was thrilled to welcome to the studio two brilliant writers, A.L. Kennedy and Keggy Carew. I wasn't surprised that they had some wonderful, surprising, insightful observations on the postcards they brought in. Alison Kennedy kicked off with some comic postcards. I do love going to Sark. Um, I think because I read Mr Pie and I, I always wanted to go there and then I was on, on an aeroplane almost the last time I flew because I hate it. And it was turbulence all the way back from Canada. And there was a little tiny article about Sark and I'd been meaning to go there for decades, and I finally sort of said, right, I'm going, if I live through this flight, I will never get on a plane again, and I will go to Sark. So I did, but um, in order to get to Sark, you have to go to Guernsey, which again is this mishmash of insane amounts of rampant alcoholic behaviour, secretive banking, and bits and pieces of the 1950s, and they still sell... um, these sort of comic, dirty, titsy uh, postcards. So these are the these are sort of classic smutty cards. Yeah. So you've got I'm 93, doctor, and I don't enjoy my sex life like life life like I used to. When did you first notice it? Twice last night and again this morning. <laughs> you know, which is sort of hopeful, yeah. although he has this death stare in in the drawing. <laughs> well, the men in these cards uh, are really not very um, generously drawn on the whole, are they? Not, it's got sort very of, red noses. Yeah, it's sort of interesting because all the men are slightly weaselly and pathetic, yes. and the women are very busty. So it's an interesting <gasps> balance of the. Yes. And then you've got what looks like a sort of comic drawing of the Blitz and this man in a big brass fireman's helmet, excuse the double meaning, with his <laughs> hose at an angle and this guy in the crowd going, blimey, what a man. Um, <laughs> sort of the 19, 1941 meets 1971. Um, I, like, I like the idea that he might, the onlooker, might genuinely think 
that this wasn't... He's a fireman. He's got, yeah, what the hell is he doing up that ladder? The chances that are thing? he's got a hose. Nope, <laughs> not for this chap. No, 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 he's, he's got confused. And the, the angle he's holding it at, he's, he's obviously a very bad fireman. Yes, because... Yes. That wouldn't work yes. at all. He's yeah. dousing down the top of the building. Yes. It reminds me of the, uh, was it, Sansom short stories about being a... Volunteer fireman, immensely dangerous. He did just be dead. That's, that's <laughs> seconds before he dies, having made a dick joke, which is, you know, he deserves it. Um, and of course, the actually not a very good version of the spectacles joke with this uh, optician's assistant saying, "No, no, Mr. Smith, I said I could see your worn old spectacles," but he's got his trousers round his ankles, but oh. it does not make any sense. I don't get that. Um, <laughs> I'm very bad at this. Yeah, so, but well, the, yes. Listeners can, can write in to explain that joke okay. for Keggy. <laughs> yeah, I think I it's the word spectacles. Spe- yes, ah, okay. he's, he's obviously very deaf as well as an exhibition. Yeah, he probably needs oh, to have okay. an ear trumpet or something okay, to make okay, it work. Okay, yes. Yeah, but this is, they just, they rem- apart from anything else, they remind me of my grandfather who was incredibly proper and... We'd share a hotel room. I would go with my granny and grandpa to Blackpool, and he would—he'd only be getting down as far as his vest and underpants and long grey socks. But in order to do that, he would climb into the wardrobe <laughs> and put his pajamas on in the wardrobe. And then he would come back out, fully dressed, basically again. Brilliant. And then he would go to bed. But obviously, not just like that. I mean, he was quite racy, and if you went past a fish shop, he would always go, morning, ladies, which was his little joke to himself, really, because I was tiny at that point. Um, sweet, sweet, sweet man. But I remember sitting watching Dave Allen with him, who I loved, that storytelling thing. And he told a story about, the, you know, the Catholic Church putting warnings on condoms. Okay. And the more urgent the warning was that you shouldn't wear a condom the larger the lettering would become, which, again, I did not understand no, it. complicated. But my grandfather made this noise of a man being unable to not laugh, okay. but kind of, it just kind of barks. There's just this, uh, So I knew it must have been very funny, but I didn't know why, and he wasn't going to say. So I just sat there, and I've never forgotten that joke. But he was an absolute, yeah, he was a sweetheart, but he did like this kind of stuff. I have a... This is making him sound very pervy, but he he wasn't that. But he was just an old school kind of guy, and he had a a bottle opener in the shape of a naked lady, right? Which my granny really liked as well. Now that probably came from the seaside as well, didn't it? Yeah. I would imagine, yeah, a sort of souvenir nudie lady opener with her her arms over her head, forming forming the <laughs> bottle opener, which I still have. I still have the nudie lady bottle opener, which is just. It's. I'm so full of affection for it. It makes me think of a lovely, lovely man. But in and of itself, it's horrendous. Yes, yes. It's. It's utter. There is everything wrong with it. Yeah, but um, mean, 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 meaning doesn't quite work that way, does it? The meaning is there for yeah, you. Yeah. But they're, they're interesting these 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 podcasts because if you walk past a shop in the next road from us here and you saw them outside, I'd want to set fire to it. Well, you wouldn't. Yeah, you would not be impressed. At the seaside. It's kind of different. Every, everything's oh. different at the seaside. I, I don't quite know why that would be. The seaside is just a—it's just where the land stops. It's yeah. not. It doesn't actually automatically have a sense of license and cheekiness about it. I but it seems the, to. It's the raunchy smell of the tide line, maybe. I don't know. But I—I I, I went back to Blackpool to work with two other people who were doing two other different types of work, and I haven't been since I was probably ten or eleven. And it is just porn. You mm. can't buy rock that isn't in the shape of somebody's yeah. genitals. It's just not possible anymore. It was so sad and seamy and awful. And I mean, I'm sure it's changed, but you're also just thinking, wow, I'm, I've missed 
a lot. But I think when, when... I must go. Yes. Yeah. Peggy's booking a ticket. We, we, we ran away. We literally I would ran away. Like that, but in the early in the early days of postcards, I know that um, Blackpool was seen as a, as a bit of a hotbed of um, pornographic postcards. Now, oh yeah, in the brown. It's sometimes hard to distinguish when you yeah. read about these things whether they mean rude jokes like this, you know, comic smutty postcards, dirty yeah. postcards, yeah. or they actually mean. Pornography. It is hard to tell the difference. Of ladies in black and white. But um, it it became a big problem. In fact, Blackpool and and a couple of other resorts got so upset about it that they began. um, The council was in charge of censoring these things. (laughs) That's it had to be the local council. But they were worried it would turn family tourists away. um, Yeah. In the the beginning of the twentieth century. So I think it's, it's it's a constant sort of battle between being cheeky and everyone having this jolly time and actually upsetting people. Yeah, I mean, we we just have in life generally, I suppose, but. Yeah, we got freaked out. We went to the Doctor Who Museum, which is odd that that would be a museum, Which was, and there was a, uh, a fish shop that was next to a fish museum. It just was all... Everything was sort of a museum. It was like being back in Cairo. And it was, it's the same thing as Are You Being Served, isn't it? There's those kind of risky yes. jokes that the English... Yeah. I don't know, maybe the Germans... And it can be awful... Or it's just, there's a fag paper between it being genius, like round the horn, yeah. was yeah. utterly yeah. obscene all the time, but it was nonsensical yeah. and it was kind of even handedly just bawling about everybody. Uh, and then there's, yeah, the are you being served, which, which even made me uncomfortable when I was little. But Granny and Grandpa, they just hooted yeah. about it. Mm. And my Granny loved yeah. Billy Connolly, and she, could, she was from the Staffordshire. She could understand about one word in six. <laughs> my Granny couldn't watch it. Because he great. understood it. Because he was going to laugh. <laughs> so he just made tea. Right. Kind of constantly. We were surrounded by mugs. We were just sitting in this sort of lukewarm bath of tea. And my granny was just howling. But she loved, you know, Max Miller and all of those oh, racy, yes. racy guys. Uh, but, yeah, I grew, you know, it's part, I, I grew up with lots of different kinds of humour and everybody that I knew kind I mean, of it, like you know, in a much more sort of, you know... Uh, tied up society you've got these this is much more of a release in a way it's like, yeah you know where it should, I, I, we don't kind of need that i don't think so no because you're going to go Whereas online and see quite a good thing to have a laugh about you know um, except, except a, a double meaning uh, yeah. always works yes. doesn't yeah, matter what dub- society yeah. you're in because yeah. the, the you know the word takes you down one way and the meaning takes you somewhere else and, there's a and bit that's of, fun there's yes. a bit of extra about it yes it's really it took well you somewhere done. you really didn't expect yeah, yeah. Or what, like, what date are these um, I don't know where the originals okay. are. They're yeah. probably 60s, I think. Yeah. 60s, 70s. I mean, they, they, they look like early 70s, um, except, as I say, the, the fireman is existing in a little time bubble of bad firemanship. <laughs> um, yeah, but I do I do love them. And, I mean, I, this, I, I've just brought a selection of things that are on the shelves in my study. So those are on your shelf every day? Yeah. Good but gracious. I, I <laughs> I'm going I'm to be looking for the, the, the smutty gracious. puns in your work from yeah. now on. Well, if we even got that high at a moral <laughs> level. Um, but I, don't, I, I get distracted. I know you're supposed to have a study with postcards on the shelves uh, in front of the books on the shelves, and it looks as if you're... But all of that is behind me, and I uh, sit okay. facing a blank wall, because yeah, that would distract the hell I out of me. I think you've probably got the right answer there, actually. Mm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Podcasts from the Past, the Postcard Podcast, and I'm Tom Jackson. This is our end of Series 3 multi-view, a chance to hear again some of the best postcard conversations from the series. Or if you're new to the podcast, it's a rapid spin round the postcard carousel. One of the most intriguing postcards we were lucky enough to have in the studio this series was brought in by journalist and Russian postcard historian Toby Matthew. His fellow guest was cookery and food writer Thane Prince. She was as astonished as I was by Toby's postcard. This is a more positive story. Um, uh, so the, the card is of, of Yalta uh, oh in... Crimea, and um, it's a fairly ordinary topographical card produced in the 1910s, I mean, probably around 1918, 1919, Um, and it's fairly unexciting. But on the back, we've got a little message, um, and this chap, chap who's written and said, this is where we took the royalty from Russia, April the 7th and 8th, 1919. That was written by a sailor on board HMS Marlborough, um, and his name was Harry English. And this, um, yes, absolutely. Um, This was part of a much larger group of images, and I just picked this out because I thought this was completely extraordinary. So HMS Marlborough um, was a British warship that helped rescue the surviving members of the Russian royal family, and notably the Dowager Empress, so Nicholas II's mother. And... um, it, 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 it's hugely emotive to think he was there. And I think this is a wonderful thing about historical documents, and it's why I try and collect where I can, because it brings one back to a part, to the past, and it has an immediacy about it. You know, there's even a, a, a little spelling mistake. He spelled were, where as were. Okay. And so you're sort of inhabiting the mind as much as one can do um, of, of someone who was present at the most extraordinary time. Amazing. And there's all sorts of um, memoirs and contemporary documents talking about the family, the surviving members, mm. looking back. And this was their last view of Russia. Oh, almost uh, literally the view we're it seeing. Is, it is extraordinary. The I mean, that I'm holding seeing. this in my yes. hand. It does feel like a, a piece of history, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, it is. I've, I've come all <laughs> goosebumpy. It's uh, I think extraordinary. It very mu- I think it very much is. I mean, this is... Um, 
obviously it's the distant past, but it certainly informs the present um, of what happened to Russia in the 20th century. And one can't help but get wrapped up in these incredibly emotive stories, Um, whether that story is of the family itself, whether it's of those who didn't survive, or whether it's of Mr. English himself, who was there serving on beyond the First World War. Again, not a very well-known fact that, you know, our the, the British Army continued to fight, you know, um, after the end of the First World War. Um, and he went on and, and fought in, in parts of, of modern-day Turkey and, and, and Greece and around. Um, and, um, yes, I, I, it's something um, that I feel privileged to own. And I think, you know, a lot of collectors talk about this, but one really is just a guardian for future yes. generations, um, you know, especially with, with, with something like this. Toby Matthew with a piece of history on a postcard. Listening back to this series of podcasts from the past, I realised I couldn't leave out the episode featuring comedians Marek Larwood and Sook Ojla. When Marek and Sook came to the studio, they were in the middle of rehearsals for Sook's Edinburgh show, which, by coincidence, Marek was directing. And it was a coincidence. Marek surprised me by bringing in a postcard that no one else had thought to bring to the studio. Yes, it's a remarkable postcard. Um, This is the postcard that I can almost guarantee that everyone has received a variation of this postcard. It's probably the most used postcard now in Britain. (laughs) It is, we call to deliver your parcel, which needs to be signed for, but you are not in. And it's left from a neighbour. Usually it's illegible, so you can't tell what number they've left it at. I mean, you think that's the only thing you have to do is to write a number. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, I always say that the quickest way to measure time is the time between the uh, doorbell ringing and <laughs> the time they write that postcard. Yeah. You've got literally four seconds. Yeah. And I live up some stairs, so there's no way... I've heard the doorbell <laughs> ring and then gone straight down and there's been this card. That's why it's written, because they yeah. write it so fast. Um, and then there's a 24-hour gap before you can get you can that urgent thing. Yeah. And a queue. I mean, then this is Parcel Force. This isn't Royal Mail. Yeah, I tried either, to find... So. I think I f- threw away my Royal Mail one. So normally they're Royal Mail, and you go to that Royal Mail collecting point, which is normally at the furthest point possible. Yeah, from anyone. Yeah. yeah, open between 8 and 8.15 <laughs> in the morning, or on Saturdays at 10.39. <laughs> With proof of identity. Proof of identity. Yeah. Blood group. Yeah. And, and a really dirty window. Yeah. A bloke who looks as though you've just insulted every member of his family and his mother. <laughs> who won't look you in the eye. One of the most unpleasant experiences ever. Mm. Now, this, this is this a live card? Is this yet to be...? No, this is from... This is uh, from well, the 13th of December. It's not. So they let you the, keep it? Um, I think it was left at a neighbour's house, number 57. Uh, so, so they're the best. You get to keep the card with oh. those ones. Yeah, so this one, they've gone... Actually, part of us, I'm quite impressed. So he's already probably checked 49 and 53 and 55, <laughs> and he's gone all the way down to 57. Because wow. normally, so he probably cared quite but a lot. But if it, if it goes too far, it gets to people who you you don't know, mm. and then you may never see the item again. Or you, there's one neighbour who's got an awful nanny who often collects stuff, and she's she is uh, and she shouts... Uh, from about half past six in the morning. So I try to avoid ever oh. meeting her. Shouts at the child? She just shouts and sings songs from half past six. Oh, wow. oh. So, and I have shouted out expletives <laughs> very loudly, which has caused her to stop. So I, there's quite an uncomfortable... I don't want them to be delivered, 
living yeah. to the um, no, the uh, you don't always have perfect relations with all your neighbours, no. and that's that would be unusual, I think. Yeah, you know, it's not a perfect world. No, and do you find not. Parcel Force your favourite cards like that, or are there others you, you prefer? The no, Amazon? actually, I, prefer, I wanted the, um, the, Royal Mail. the Royal Mail one, uh, but they're, they're all addressed to my girlfriend, so I thought I should bring in this one here. This, no, I didn't know if you took uh, um, photos of them. I wanted, well, I wanted something that didn't have my dress on, so you That's couldn't... That's true. <laughs> Trace you. Well, <laughs> all all, all so the podcast listeners will be queuing up. <laughs> <laughs> We've... Uh, we enjoyed your story about the Aretha Franklin card and we wanted to <laughs> talk about it further. I assumed a lot of murderers would listen to this podcast. Mm. I really... That is our main audience. Yeah. Mm. Yes, we certainly aim at that. Well, look, um, thank you uh, both for, for these cards that you share with us and our um, homicidal listeners. <laughs> very, very much appreciated. Another quick reminder for everyone listening at home um, who is allowed to listen to things. Um, all the uh, pictures of the cards are suitably... Um, anonymized uh, will be on the blog postcardfromthepast.co.uk uh, including uh, this next one uh, a last one in the past postcard style which you'll be familiar with from um, the book Postcard from the Past and the Twitter and, and this is a picture of uh, well it's the Isle of Wight <gasps> uh, and I'm sure actually, you stand down here perfect He's good. Fantastic. He's good. His story checks well, he's out. He's just walked around it, so I'd be disappointed if you yeah. didn't know. Well, this this is this this was this could be made for you actually, Mark. Um, and it's it's a very what it is. So for those of you at home, it's a, it's a long beach, long pier, gloriously sunny day. Busy, you know, a good day for the the shopkeepers. The the, the beach is full of people. Mm. Um, and the message I just thought was a bit odd, and I don't I don't really know what it means. But um, nothing changes. Not even the paintwork or the colour of Mr Finney's chest. I don't know who Mr oh. Finney was. I don't know what colour his chest was. Well, Nothing changes. That is Sandown, and that's taken from the beach path, which I walked down about a, about a month ago. So you're on the cliff and looking down. The, that's when it used to be busy. My friend, my friend Bruce has a beach hut which hires bikes out just down here. Oh, nice. It's never been, and it's empty now. No one really goes to the Isle of Wight since they, um, the cheap flights came in mm. to Europe. So it's basically decimated the whole of the Isle of Wight tourism. And this is Sandown, which is in a real dilapidated state where all the hotels are sort of, all the paint is chipping off. And it's a, it's quite sad to see a, a coastal town which has lost its... Uh, so how do, they make, how do they make the Isle of Wight fashionable? How do they turn the Isle of Wight into a sort of Whitstable of... Hmm. Must be a way of doing it. The problem is, is that the um, I mean, it's getting quite political now. Uh, <laughs> the ferries have got monopolies on the Isle of Wight, so it's so oh. expensive to take your car over. Everyone just goes, you know what? And oh, we'll just go to France. Yeah, we'll yeah, just yeah. fly mm. to France, and then we're guaranteed the weather. But the weather's always good in the Isle of Wight. Is it? Yes. And oh. actually, that's where um, we filmed part of Victoria and Abdul. Ah, oh, the, 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 the the Queen Victoria's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Osborne House. Yeah. yeah. Was that a happy time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I'd never been to the Isle of Wight and I was particularly happy because there was always a, a trip in year six to go to the Isle of Wight and I was never allowed to go. And um, I finally went and it was a, a lovely thing to go when you're like in your 30s and you're there acting alongside Judy Dench. So. Yeah. Did she have nice weather? It was lovely, thanks. Not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> this is the marketing campaign they need. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed our multi-view version of Podcasts from the Past. The podcast is now taking a short break before coming back with more postcard stories from more great guests in a matter of weeks, actually. Um, in the meantime, if you haven't subscribed, please do. Of course, that means the next series will come to you automatically. 
Also, why not take the opportunity to catch up on any episodes you might have missed? They're still up there on iTunes, Acast, via the website uh, postcardfromthepast.co.uk or other podcast-providing places. Um, And it's worth looking at the blog postcardfromthepast.co.uk anyway, as there are other bits of news on there about um, talks and live events and so on. But uh, above all, the simplest thing is to keep an eye on the Twitter at Past Postcard. That's where this all starts and everything ends up on the Twitter eventually. And if you've enjoyed this third series, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. Apparently, that's helpful. As you no doubt know, we like to end the podcast with a postcard that is also a record. I'm going to leave you with a bit now from a memorable episode where I was delighted to welcome the brilliant, charming, supportive Julia Rayside and comedian, madcap comedian, surreal comedian Tony Law. Julia had exactly the correct response when I handed her the postcard record. Oh, my God. Wow. It's a record. That's a big one. Oh, there's a hole in the middle, yeah. And grooves. It plays. Oh, it is a record. Well, um, Charlie next door has been keeping an eye on things. If we ask her very nicely, she might be able to see if we can do something with this. Oh, my God, it's a picture of a yacht. Uh, Yes, of course, it's it's with you in mind, Julia. I had it made specially for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Someone's yachting into... I think they're in Zurich. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes. Oh. Well, it sounds Austrian. Yeah. 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 It feels it, ominous, like it, 1933. It's a sort of middle European. <laughs> it feels You're scary. You're thinking Nazis. Yeah. And well, I'm just thinking, oh, the beer colours. They've, yeah. they've ruined that music for me. <laughs> it's the equivalent of a hornpipe, I think. Yes, yes, yeah, an Austrian or Swiss or whatever, yeah. It's delightful. Yeah. Hiding Where do you find darkness? these? I, I always say the same thing. It's not bad for a piece of cardboard. <laughs> it is, and it's very good quality, really. Yeah, I think so. I... I, I I've bought second-hand records that sounded worse. How old is that, would you guess? I think that must be 1960s. Wow. So, which is old enough, if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. It's lasted. <laughs> well, as the... Uh, Do you beauty- know, anyone know where the accordion was comes from? No. No, I'd like to know. No. But I enjoyed you miming a squeeze box as you thought that thought, though. That was fun. <laughs> where? Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> no. Oh. It's something I feel like I should know. Write in and say. Write on okay, a postcard. Yes, listeners. Yeah. Thank you. Write on answers on a postcard. <laughs> right? Thank you, Julia. Thank Have you never said that before? Thank God someone's listening. <laughs> Man, you've missed a sitter there. <laughs> We're going to go back and re-edit every other show. <laughs> well, as the uh, beautifully handcrafted wooden boat uh, on the lake uh, in Zurich uh, continued to spin around at 45 revolutions, per minute. Um, That's it for this time on Podcast from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts. Julia Rayside and Tony Law, thank you both. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening. Bye for now. You can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me, at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book, Postcard from the Past, by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.